0: This week, all the way up through November 21st, I'm going to outline vision, like our big dreams that we have. It will take these three weeks to do it, because there is a lot of compelling opportunities in front of us, and we need to dream about them and figure out how we can take steps for the dream to become reality. All of this has its foundation in the Scripture, and it starts in Matthew 28 We're going to begin at verse. Let's begin at verse 18. Here's what Jesus said All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Go, make disciples. That's salvation, transformation. The Great Commission, always know it has two sides, being born again and being discipled. And go for it to everybody, all nations. That is the absolute biggest dream we can dream. It is God's dream of a world getting saved In Acts chapter 2, the church was born. It was born in the power for them to take the gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. The ever-widening circle until the gospel would reach even to the known world. The message paraphrase of Matthew 28 says that you're going to take the gospel far and near. From the passages we've just read, we lean in hard and... And we have a vision statement. It comes right from these passages. Here it is that the assembly exists to serve, say it with me, neighbors and nations. That's going as far as we can to serve around the nations, but then right here at home, our neighbors. Oswald Chambers says the light that shines the farthest, it must shine the brightest at home. So we're going to dream big And these dreams that I share with you today are going to point us to doing our best to accomplish the biggest dream of Matthew 28, the Great Commission. So we'll talk about things that are within reaching our neighbors and then the nations. And we're going to just ask the Lord, I certainly have been praying right up to this moment, that there would be a move of the Holy Spirit today that goes beyond that normal place of impact to that deepest place of our soul to where we as a church have really captured this. You're not here by accident today. You are here on purpose and for a purpose. So when we talk about reaching our neighbors, here's an example. It's called Mighty Oaks. It has a focus to reach our veterans, to help them in recovering, refocusing, rehabilitating, but it has Christ at the center and the foundation of all of that transformation. It has broadened out to offer that same ministry to first responders. And so, you know that many people have been changed through that ministry. Last night, a young man, 31 years of age, at a Rose District campus, he was baptized in water. When he first came some months ago to where he is today, his countenance doesn't even look the same. Like the transformation is like physically obvious, not to mention just the discipleship that's happened in his life since he got saved. But after coming to church, he learned about Mighty Oaks, and he went through the Mighty Oaks Legacy Program, and it has changed his life. And last night, hear this, he was baptized in water. How awesome is that? Many of you know Jordan Aldrich. Uh, Kelly and I go to her birthday party each year. And sitting around the table, there's always this police officer that's a great friend to her. And so this year, I'm sitting beside him. I'd met him. We don't know each other personally, but, you know, we talk at her birthday. Sitting next to me this year, this was just two weeks ago, he said, hey, I want to thank you and your church for doing Mighty Oaks. He said, I recently went through Mighty Oaks. He said, it has changed my life. He's a Tulsa police officer. He's one of over 50 police officers who have now gone through Mighty Oaks. Come on. And so that's, that's how we lean in and serve our neighbors and I can just promise you that the vision from this local church to the national vision of Mighty Oaks it's never been more passionate. Uh, it has never been more intentional and when we give ourselves to neighbors and nations that what we're that's what we're talking about as neighbors. Over here on the nation side, I want to talk to you about Dustin Bartholo. He and his family, they live in Dhaka City. It's a city of eight-plus million people, and listen to this, less than 1% are Christian. If you look at all of Bangladesh, you're talking about 20-plus million people, still less than 1% are Christian. He has a burden. and. He's trying to say what's the best way to make a difference well you have to raise up pastors and you have to plant churches and the gospel has to spread so that there can be disciples made and disciples make disciples that make disciples that make disciples. He found this facility it's just a few miles outside of Dhaka City. And 2 years ago it was this great building being used to train pastors but for 2 years it's been shut down. And it wasn't just because of COVID the vision was lost and and this place just closed down so there's there's nothing going on to train and raise up pastors and to send them out he was walking across this property and god has birthed a vision in his heart and i want you to listen to him tell about it
1: hey everybody i am out here at our bible school about 13 14 miles outside of Dhaka city here in Bangladesh. I am standing on one of the greatest tools that we have to reach this nation for Jesus Christ. When Nell and I came back just almost two years ago, we walked onto this campus and I was was heartbroken because over the past several years, only a handful of students had actually graduated. But this year, as we came into this year, I was listening to a pastor friend and he was talking about this being the comeback year. And that really resonated with us. And the Holy Spirit put that deep within us that this is the comeback year for this Bible school. And so we have made commitments to actually move out here right behind you. There's a residence building. We're going to be building a new floor back there so that we can live out here. Uh, and then we're going to be doing all we can to get more students to gather them up from all over the country so that we can uh, train pastors, we can train leaders, we can develop church planning teams so that what our goal is is to develop Christ-centered communities all over this nation so that people will have access to the gospel of Jesus. I want to thank you that you're a part of this journey and I ask that you keep praying with us. Pray that that God will send the students, that we will be able to revitalize this and bring that energy and that life back into this place. We believe the greatest days are yet to come. We're going to keep you involved and you'll be seeing more updates later on, but thank you for praying with us and being a part of our journey.
0: I say that place is going to get open, and by this time next year, they are going to be students. Dustin texted me, it was a weekend in January, and he said, I want to send you a picture, and he sent me a picture of it. He said, I'm right now on the property, I've been out here walking and praying, and he said, I've been pulling up your church's uh, YouTube channel. He said, that's kind of where our family goes to church, so never underestimate What's happening right now is beaming around the world. And so, they're, they're watching that, and he said, you've been talking about the comeback season, and he said, God just stopped me in my tracks, and as I was looking at this facility, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, it's time for a comeback of this place and to raise up pastors. And I said, we will be the first church to step up and help you get that open. They're so committed. He and his family sold their home. They're moving to this property. And I just wanna tell you, it it is way less than most any home you'll see in this community, but it's just the level of commitment they're willing to make so that he can oversee the complete renovation and all of these pastors coming in. He, He said, I want the first opening of this when we get all these students in here to have a comeback conference, a comeback to the fire that we see in Exodus 3, The call of Moses to go to a nation that needs to be brought out and brought into. He said, will you help us make it happen? I said, let's go. Church, this is what we're going to be doing in 2022. When it comes to our neighbors, we believe we must be on the front lines of this fight of human trafficking. And I know when I use those words, you hear it, and we hear this perhaps often. It's hard to wrap our mind around. How many people are really caught in this? And it happens in our own community. A21 is the way that we do more in this community. It introduces us to people that are making a difference. It introduces us to places where these people can be counseled, they can be housed, they can be provided for in the long journey it takes to really overcome the darkness that Jesus is bringing them out of. And I want to say thanks to Anne-Marie and to so many people, because there are people coming out of this darkness. The devil is going to lose this fight. So in our community, in this region, we're going to continue to do more and more and more the investment of our time, the investment of ourselves and our money, so that the devil loses in our home front. But it is also a crisis around the world. And Project Rescue has been at it for 25 years, veteran leaders and missionaries. Because when I ask you to get involved, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we vet everything of which we give ourselves to, our money to, so that we can really pray and believe for a harvest because we're sowing a seed in good ground. And that's what Project Rescue is about. Let us hear this story.
1: We believe in a world free from sexual slavery, where courageous women and children can live in freedom as fully empowered daughters and sons of God. But right now, there are an estimated 5 million people in sexual slavery, most of which are women and girls who have been deprived of their ability to live life with dignity and freedom. We are on a mission to find them, rescue them, and walk with them on their journey to full restoration Body, mind, and spirit. Project Rescue started 25 years ago in 1997 in Southern Asia with 37 little girls who've been rescued from the red light district. Today, God has grown our small beginnings and multiplied our efforts as we've partnered with local leaders across cities, countries, continents in Asia, Africa, and Europe. With the help of devoted partners around the world, we serve the needs of women and children through several initiatives, like awareness and prevention programs, direct intervention, safe homes, education, trauma counseling, vocational training, and so much more. We are committed to the long haul. Restoration is not a one-step process. It is a journey of walking shoulder to shoulder with survivors of sexual exploitation as they heal and find full restoration and a new hope-filled future. With God's grace and help, we've been able to impact tens of thousands of women, children, and men every single year through our many initiatives. This is why we know it's possible. We're seeing God move in incredible ways that we never thought possible. We're committed to the journey ahead. Our mission is clear, to see a world where all are free from sexual exploitation and living as fully empowered sons and daughters of God.
0: Until all are free. Five million. There's a place in Spain that this stuff is legal. And there's a brothel district of tens of thousands. It's hard to even fathom, but it's true. And during COVID, it all but shut it down. And as bad as COVID has been, one of the good things that's come out of it is that this ministry located right there. In offering these safe houses, offering the true long-term help that it requires. They have seen more rescue in the last 10 to 18 months than some many years put together. And so the need of us, the safe houses, and the need of people that can be there to provide the kind of of professional help, all Christ-centered, it's never been greater. And I'm so excited that we get to be a front and center church family saying, we'll join this journey. We're on this journey with you until all are free. It's an honor to step up and say, devil, you lose. We will see the light. Come on, church. Come on. Imagine if it's your son or daughter. Come on, let's go get them. Let's see victory. Sincerely, sincerely. Thank you for your heart. Because when I talk like this, I, I say, God, please don't let this stay at the level of, here's another initiative. It's people. People for whom Christ died. Thank you. Back to our neighbors, one of the exciting things we do is called Night to Shine. It is like a prom for those with special needs. Tim Tebow is the one who had this vision and has shared it and we've been part of it now for a while. Many of you know, raise your hand if you've been part of A Night to Shine. Just raise it up so a lot of you know what I'm talking about. Those of you knew it is this amazing outreach to our neighbors right here in this community, hundreds of them that attend. Well, COVID kept it from happening last year It will be modified this year. We honor Tim Tebow and his organization, and they set the terms because this is a national-international type thing. It's going to happen on February 11th at thousands of places around the world that it makes the circumstance uh, across the world impact us here locally. We'd probably be able to do more here, but, but the national challenge means- that it can't be indoors like it's been, but it's gonna be awesome. And, and I'm gonna to try to cast the vision for this. It will be, as you've seen the, these incredible people come down the red carpet, the cars now will be a parade on the red carpet. We will light this campus up all the way around. And all of our kings and queens will be coming like you see. Music will be playing. It will be out and also through technology in their car. There will be a time where they find their parking space and giant screens around this property. Tim Tebow will come on and talk to them along with Chip and Joanna Gaines and Carrie Underwood and all of these great people celebrating these men and women coming to this ultimate where Tim and his wife will lead in the crowning of all the queens and all the kings of which we get to be a part. And it is going to be one amazing experience. And so, it's not, it, it, it's not everything that it's been, but we're not going to just sit back and do nothing. And all of this will set up for 2023 because there's all the confidence that we'll be back to full norm 2023. And we have a verbal commitment. This is where we're going to the Cox Business convention center for 2023 to host the thousands of people that will be at Night to Shine. Yes! So, when I ask you, will you join me, and we give of ourselves and we give of our money, that we've got to get ready for this for 2022 and 2023. We've got to get ready starting now. That's our neighbors. They're worthy of this, aren't they? They deserve this, don't they? And we get to do this over here to the nations. Here's a young lady that basically grew up in this church. Her name is Meredith Bagby. She is one of the most dynamic followers of Jesus. Talk about a gifted leader with a vision. Having grown up in this church, and it was in this church setting that she felt a burning call to missions. She's now a full-time missionary in Durban, South Africa, she'll be on this platform with us next week to talk to you about what God is doing, the vision that's in her heart, and it's one of the pieces of the puzzle that we'll build next week. And I can't wait for, me, for you to hear her, her heart, her vision, because you, you can't reach nations just by projects. We've got to support the people that live there, like Meredith that are waking up every day. See, the light that shines the brightest, watch it through people like her. It will shine the farthest. And we will have a call to come around her with prayer and financial support, because the only way she's able to be there is like churches like ours. We're her home church. We will absolutely be the biggest supporter that she has. Amen. We'll make sure that every need is met. And she can do what God—come on, church. This is the Neighbors and Nations vision. I, As I've said, it's going to take me two more weeks to share with you everything that is going on. I'll just tell you it's going to be more compelling than ever. From Mighty Oaks, there's been this burden. How could you take the principles of the life change that we've seen with veterans and the law enforcement officers? How could you bring that and make it a ministry to every man and i'm telling you with reed hasty and will lee and a team of people we're developing that and in 2022 that men's ministry will start for every man let's go through covid my heart has been burdened for nurses and doctors and all that they are up against and so there's a lady in our church that's just caught the fiery vision of this and we're forming right now, ministry for all of our medical personnel, and we're going to come out in 22, 2022 with the first phase of just serving them. They're our neighbors. They're our people, and they're under more pressure than ever before. Let's step in with the love of Jesus. No strings attached. We just want to serve Him. We'll talk more and more about that. You get it neighbors and nations it was just one year ago that i said i feel like we should step up and do something in colorado city thank you church because it's mind-boggling the projects you've accomplished the people that are now saved there was no church of any kind now there's a church basically you built that church So people today are in a place of worship and the preaching of the gospel. There are people that will go to heaven when Jesus comes because you stepped up and you were willing to go and you were willing to give. And we shared that one year ago. I can't wait from one year from now to tell you all that's going to happen through the inspiration of this week and the next two. It was just one week ago that you stepped up what we call October Blast. Would you clap your hands for the 200 of you that served to make it happen? 200 of you said, we'll make this happen. Thousands of people came on this parking lot. You did your best. You you got creative and you worked so hard. And it was a perfect afternoon of just showing the love of Jesus through a lot of fun our outreach team that we started for the first time at this event to just go and share the love of Jesus with people, and as the Lord orders and opens the door, they'd share the gospel. Mike O'Don. Mike, raise your hand. He's sitting right over here. He got into a conversation with a man. He said he knew this was going to go to that place, ultimately. Asking that man, he goes, he goes as we've been talking, I just want to ask you, do you have peace in your life? The guy said no. He said, do you have peace like when all this is over, when life as we know it ends, that you'll be in heaven? He said, I don't have that peace. He said, would you like to? He said, yes. And Mike led this man right on this parking lot in the sinner's prayer, and he got saved. That's the best right there. Yeah, Somebody's standing up because they get it. When somebody gets saved, a lot of us have been raised in church, and I don't know. I don't know if it always resonates, but let's just be careful to say, Lord, let me resonate at the level that is worthy of someone like an Ed Horton who's part of our church. He was on this outreach team, and Ed got into a conversation and he said, I knew, I could just tell God had ordered it. He was talking about where the man worked and his family that was here, and one thing led to the other. And Ed Horton led that man in the sinner's prayer, and he accepted Jesus right during this outreach. Two men are now born again by the grace of God through the ministry of loving our neighbors. Come on, church, loving our neighbors. It moves people toward Christ and in a relationship with them. It's neighbors and nations. Therefore, the massive need that I put before you today It is met with ministry that's making a difference and leaders that are making a difference. So on November 21st, I'm going to ask for you to join me and let's give the best offering we've ever given designated to neighbors and nations. Every cent will go to underwrite the projects. Like it'll take at least $35,000 just to get the Barthelow family moved to that Bible training center. We can do that. God will empower us to do that. When I talk to you about Malawi, when I talk to you about the West and the Uhlenfelds, when I talk to you about Solomon, who's turned his home in Ethiopia into a church, when we unpack all of these things, I just want you to be in prayer and say, God, what do you want me to do? Because if we all do what God tells us to do, we will meet these needs and there will be a lot left over. We're going to give the greatest offering on the 21st in the history of the church. Come on, give him praise if you believe it. Well, let's talk about it. John three sixteen. I love this verse. I was, I was teaching this verse in a fresh way not so long ago to a group of young men, ages like 14 to 17. I said, hey, who wrote John 3, 16? Hand went up. This guy said, Tim Tebow. And he meant it. I said, well, John wrote it, but I hear you. For God, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. Let every word grip you at a new place today. That whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. The word world, it it speaks of sinful people, broken people. And so God gave his son, and Jesus, as you know, paid the ultimate price, the highest price, so that sinful people could be forgiven, so that the unrighteous could be made righteous, so that we could be reconciled to God, have a relationship with him, have his word and his family, have purpose, and one day know that when it all concludes here, we will be in heaven in his manifest presence forever and forever and forever. A very good God, loved very bad people, very, very, very much. I'm one of those bad people, and I'm thankful that his grace found me, forgave me, Changed me, come on, transform me, gave me life, life to the full, life overflowing, life abundantly. Come on, if he's done it for you, this is where we testify a very good God loved us enough to send his son. Verse 17 said, God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Peter, picking up on this same train of thought, inspired by the Holy Spirit, said, it's the will of God that none would perish, but that all would come to repentance, like no one left behind, no one unsaved. Uh, we have three kids. I, you may have one, two, three. If you came to me and we were talking about salvation, I said, you know, if just one of my three make it to heaven, we'll count it a victory. You would say, you're unfit to be a dad, a pastor, like because you don't play the percentages when it comes to people getting to heaven. Jesus didn't say, hey, if two billion out of the almost eight billion will name the name of Christ, then we'll consider that a victory. He died for people out of every nation, out of every tribe, out of every tongue, that none would perish. Let's get fired up for what fires him up. We're passionate for what he's passionate about. It's the Great Commission. It's the biggest dream, and we're going to go for it. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus, a very good God loving us so much. Billions of people who don't know him. Some are in this community. Some are in the nations, and we have a vision statement that if we'll make it more than a statement printed on a wall, but embedded into our spirit, into the culture of our church, into who we are, DNA-like, then we'll go to those neighbors and to the nations gladly, and we will make a difference I just want to say this right here, can we give it a go? There's like a big green go over this church. It's the go of God. And I sense a huge yes to the Great Commission, to the vision that God, like, like let's go. You should have taken the offering today, Pastor Ron, let, let, let's go. That's who we are. That's who this church has always been. The reason I'm on this, I'm in an atmosphere of faith right now because this church was birthed over a hundred years ago in exactly what we're talking about. It was a passion to reach the lost and to be a church that would send missionaries. Hey, a church is not known for greatness by how many it seeks, but how many it sends. Let's be a sending church. Let's be a giving church. Let's be a church that's willing to go. Come on, you're clapping because Jesus saved us. Jesus has given us a commission, and it's eternal. Let me announce right here what will be the theme as we come into 2022. It has just burned into my heart, and it's this, overflowing with Jesus. If we are overflowing with Jesus, then the Great Commission and what I've said will not be initiatives and programs but we'll live this out because of our relationship with Jesus. It's like we can't help but tell people. We can't help but get one more missionary to the field. We can't help but reach out in various ways so that one more person will know the grace of our awesome and mighty God. If we're overflowing with Jesus, if we're overflowing with Jesus, then we're not only loving him more and becoming more like him, it's just the influence will widen and increase. The power of the local church will be at its greatest place if the local church is really overflowing with Jesus. People that worship, but their hearts are not far from him. They are connected in intimate fellowship with Jesus, people that are just coming into church out of religion, but out of an overflow of a relationship with Jesus, will serve the medical personnel, the special needs community, our students. Woo! Put up, put up, put up the picture of the uh, of the Cox Business Convention Center, if you will. When I saw that, woo! I said, "This is where we need to go for." for the special needs and the night to shine. But when I was standing at the most recent youth revival, I could take you to the spot where I was standing as we were all worshiping. God just began to explode in my heart. We have the kind of students we could reach thousands. I want you to get a big dream that the day will come, perhaps 2022, it will take that building to hold our youth revival. Students getting saved, students following Jesus, students saying, I have a life that means something. Come on, give the Lord a great shout. We're about to do something great. Overflowing with Jesus every sermon coming into the new year, all the group life, that will be the target. This is the Dustin Bartholo family. You met him by way of that video just a few minutes ago. When Dustin was a young adult, he was unsaved, but God convicted his heart in a service like this, and he accepted Christ as the Savior. Not long after that, he felt a burning call to missions. Changed the direction of his life, went to Bible college. Not long after being in Bible college, he started feeling weary, then sick, then very sick, and he was diagnosed with leukemia. He had to leave college, went back home to Memphis, and went into St. Jude and started the intense treatment. The victory report came that he was in remission, but they said to him, Until there is a clean bill of health for quite some time, like years, we could not allow you to go to the mission field. He went right back to Bible college, finished his degree, and like years later, He was given the opportunity to finally go, and now he and his family are veteran missionaries. The doctor said, you'll probably never have kids. (laughs) And the two, top left and right, this is a dated picture, top left and right. This is what makes me really feel old. Just a couple months ago, they came back to Memphis to enroll those two in college. So they're in college. The rest of the family, as you know, lives in Dhaka City, and received that clean bill of health, and he's not had a threat of cancer. It's been 25 years. 25 years. And when Dustin got saved, right, after that, his wife gets saved, well, Dustin's parents, they were unsaved. And through the overflow of Jesus in Dustin's life, it compelled them, and they got saved, and they owned a very successful flooring business, sold it, went to Bible college, and became missionaries to Kenya, now Tanzania. Her parents had a successful business. Through the overflow of Jesus in her life, they got saved, sold their business, went to Bible college, became missionaries in Belize. Because when we're overflowing... Can you imagine how many people have gotten saved over the last 25 years through just this family, not to mention their parents and all that they have been doing? Decisions could be made right here and right now that could set an avalanche of salvation to happen here and across the world.